Welcome to Happily Altered After, unique perspectives on the road to wedded bliss and heartwarming, hysterical, maddening, and jaw-dropping stories filled with wedding planning tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts. And now here's your host, Maya Holahan. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Happily Altered After podcast. I hope you're all enjoying a beautiful summer day today. Uh, You know, the summer flies by after the 4th of July, so we have to savor every second we have um, from now until September hits us. I am continuing with the series of highlighting black excellence in the wedding industry, and I'm so excited to get to know our guest today. We're all going to learn about her at the same time, because this is my probably second conversation I've had with Christine, but Christine Ferguson is um, the proprietor of Sugar Rose Events, located in my favorite city, New York City, Uh, and she is a wedding and events specialist. So Christine, thank you for being with me here this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me, Maya. Such a great pleasure. How's how's New York City treating you? Are you guys, what phase are you guys in now in terms of Well, I think today, I think today is phase three now. Okay. Which means salons are open and um, I need to be at the front door. (laughs) (laughs) Because I am ready to get my hair and nails done. (laughs) I understand. I understand. So with your phase three, how many, how many guests can gather together at one time? time. Are you guys ready to go back into planning bigger weddings or are you guys still tiptoeing into that? I'm still kind of tiptoeing into it. Definitely not ready. I know um, right now it's upwards of 10 guests. I'm okay. Things change literally by the minute. So as we speak, it could go up to 15 or 20 or 30. So I'm I'm not sure. So that's the hardest thing I feel like, because so I'm in Virginia, you know, I'm in Virginia Beach and our phase three is 250 people. So you could, you could throw a really big wedding here, right? Wow. However, we're starting to see the numbers going back up again. So I have a feeling the 4th of July certainly didn't help because everybody was out and they were at the beach. So I have a feeling, you know, come the end of July, we might be pulling back a little bit more. So since we're like on this Mm -hmm. uh, yo-yo and everybody's Mm -hmm. on it, how are you guiding your couples through um, their planning decision? Like what, what is the advice that you're giving them to keep them calm, but also directed with an end insight, like an end goal that they are actually going to walk down the aisle the way they hope to envision it come true? Right. Well, that's a great question. It's, it's tricky, right? Because things are definitely, I tell my couples that things are definitely going to look a little different mm-hmm. in the foreseeable future, let's mm-hmm. be honest, right? So while these are still, you know, they we're still going to have amazing, beautiful celebrations, you know, there are now some health and safety precautions mm-hmm. that we have to consider now when planning an event. So like, outdoor versus indoor ceremonies are, you know, are, are, are need to be decided. Socially yeah. distanced seating arrangements, virtual options now are things that couple now need to consider. And, you know, Maya, to be real, it, it doesn't matter how seasoned you are in the business, right? We're all still learning. Yeah, For me and many other planners, you know, we really try our best to have our finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. So, definitely more so during this time. So 
essentially just keeping up with the news and venue regulations and counts and things that are important to our business and our clients. And I know I'm going to sound biased right now, but it's really important to hire a planner at this time. You know, it's (laughs) so interesting that you say that because I've always, I mean, I've I've been in the industry, I'm going scary, almost two decades in the industry now, Mm -hmm. but I've always from the beginning of time been a proponent of wedding planners for so, so, so many reasons. And I've discussed many of those on previous um, interviews, but you know, when you go through a crisis like this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it really hammers home why you guys are so important to the planning team because you hit the nail on the head. You're like venue regulations. Like what couple wants to have to do with that? You know what I mean? Exactly. Every vendor is going to have new contracts and new regulations and new stipulations. So mm-hmm. to be able to have you handle all of that and let them yeah. kind of just stress about, can we maintain the date? <laughs> Right, exactly. Really good point, you know? Yeah, exactly. And if you don't have a planner for whatever reason, when you're going through this process, it's very important to be proactive with your vendors and stay on top of it. Absolutely. You know, for me in the beginning of all this, I was very upfront with my brides on the situation, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, emailing vendors ahead of time and even selecting like top date choices. You know, we were, and then fortunately we were able to, pull the trigger fast Mm -hmm. and reschedule. But, you know, and then also too, I tell folks, you know, try to keep an open mind at this time. It's very important. Um, You you may not get your top date or month, but if it's open and, and so are your vendors, then definitely jump on it. Just take it right now because things are booking fast. They are. And I read an article somewhere that stated that Monday is the new Saturday in oh, 2021 yeah. for weddings that, that and yeah. couples seem to be adjusting to getting mm-hmm. married. I have heard, and you can tell me if this is true for your couples, mm-hmm. that um, a lot of couples are keeping the same exact date. And so that might fall on a weekday um, yeah. and, next yeah. year. Are you finding that or people I, like, I, no, I, I am finding I'm definitely finding some. You do have other couples who are adamant on having that weekend wedding, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is totally fine. Things like that. But, um, but yeah, I did the other half. You do have couples that are sticking to their date. And if it falls on a Wednesday and a venue is available, they're grabbing it because they don't want to risk losing that date. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to have to risk having to, redo invitations, let's say. That's right. (laughs) Like things like that, which is important. Absolutely. I think that, you know, at least through 2021, everybody in the industry and anyone, you know, planning a wedding has to have some patience and compromise and understanding that, um, you know, this year is light and next year is going to be insane. Because For you're sure. going to basically totally. have two years of of couples getting married in one year, <laughs> getting married yeah, pretty in, much, you know, pretty so, much, yeah. Totally. Um, and I, I read uh, recently an uh, interview with Colin Cowie, and he mm-hmm. suggested that if you're just getting engaged now, the three most important people to book and then to mm-hmm. sit back are your venue your mm-hmm. photographer and your band yeah. after you hire your wedding planner, of course, because right. you know, he, he plans weddings, but after you yeah. guys, it is those three. And, you know, it really struck me because, um, it's important for couples to pick the vendors that they know are only going to do one wedding in a day. 
right? Yes, like exactly. If you, That's if very important. Vendors that are going to do three or five, depending on how big their company is, then you don't have to worry so much. But I thought that was a really good point. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they're already inundated and they only pick one wedding a day. So you've yeah. got to get on them now if you really want them. Yeah, definitely have to jump on it. That's my recommendation to all of my brides because I, it's amazing how fast things are booking right now. It's yeah. truly amazing. It's, it's so insane. when is when is your first wedding? Have you had? I mean, like, have you had one since the since you all like shut down? Have you done anything virtually or a micro wedding? I have. Right. So we've had um, so far. We've had two backyard weddings, which mm -hmm. I absolutely love right now. <laughs> yes. um, we've had two of that, um, which is nice. And we do have one coming up in October mm -hmm. that we had to reschedule. Mm -hmm. um, she, it's, it's, it's interesting because she originally was supposed to have it in um, Greensboro, Georgia. Okay. And then had since had to change the venue mm -hmm. um, to here in New York and is just inviting just a handful. I believe it's uh, 30 people. So we're monitoring mm -hmm. everything. We're monitoring things with the venue and keeping abreast on the news and just, you know, hopefully crossing our fingers that we can successfully execute this wedding in October. Yeah. Is that bride staying calm? Is she, how, how, how are she so, and her fiance? <laughs> ironically, <laughs> is it two brides or grooms? I don't know. Whoever, whoever the couple is, right. are they, are they, um, are they staying in, like, intact emotionally uh, to be quite honest i'm yes they are surprisingly okay. <laughs> um they are how can i say they are very um go with the flow that's great people mm -hmm. which is which i love of course yeah. <laughs> as a planner you love couples like that mm -hmm. but um yeah they're very go with the flow and it was for her for the bride it was pretty much a no-brainer she didn't have a problem rescheduling. She didn't have a problem with moving um, the venue. Quite frankly, she did say when initially it was supposed to be in Georgia, she had a larger guest count. Right. And um, the fact, the mere fact that she's able to have a smaller group, mm -hmm. um, she's actually very, very happy about that because she said there was a lot of people on that list that she did not want to invite. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, mm -hmm. um, as you know, I've, I've written a book with the same mm -hmm. title as this podcast and yeah. um, hopefully it will publish here in the next few weeks. I'm, I'm yes. getting ready. I'm finishing touches on the design. But Wonderful. one of the things that I, I, I touch upon in the book is that as a couple, you really need to stand firm in what's important to you. And one of the mm -hmm. biggest contention items is the guest list. <laughs> and yes, I feel sure. like this, you know, if there's any positive, you know, spin on the pandemic, I do right. think that it puts the power back in the mm -hmm. couple's hands in terms of making decisions that are best for them. Um, right. And, you know, the overall success of the event. I mean, oftentimes when you get a guest list, it's because half of it has been given to you by your parents. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, I exactly. don't even know who these people are. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, so totally. I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to make, even if they're scaled down, it's going mm -hmm. to make the weddings, I think a little bit more intimate and a little bit more special because I do believe that the couple is gonna ultimately be surrounded by the people they really wanna be surrounded by. Which is what's important, right? Mm -hmm. So, and it's, it's interesting because now the whole intimate weddings mm -hmm. and micro wedding, that's like, is it fair to say that's a trend now? Right? Like yeah. it's, it's the thing. So couples, mm -hmm. like you said, are now forced 
essentially to have intimate gatherings, intimate weddings with just the people that they want with just their closest friends and family. And it's so Mm -hmm. funny because it's interesting because even for myself, Maya, I only had 30 people in my wedding. (laughs) And it's, it's, and it's, what's even more crazy is that initially I had 150 people. Oh, wow. And yeah, insane. And then I, once I, and I really took a hard look at that list and realized I didn't even speak to half of those people Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I was going Mm -hmm. to invite. Hence why we brought it, we scaled it down to 30. And looking back, there's like 10 people I still could have cut off on that list. <laughs> so I say this to say oh. intimate weddings, micro wedding, it's the thing now. And I, and I, and I, and I do see that for the foreseeable yeah. future and I yeah. hope it sticks, you yeah, know, absolutely. You, you know, granted a smaller guest list, the budget per guest might be a little mm-hmm. higher, mm-hmm. but it just means that you just have your nearest and dearest. Right. That's and right. you could, you know, treat them to elaborate meals, or right? Tons of personalization, which I love, and those bespoke touches that you could add when you have a smaller mm-hmm. wedding. Yep. It's you know, I really, I've always felt this way, even in fashion. You know, I've I came from the fashion side of things, and I've always been drawn to a minimalistic gown yeah. that's just yeah. beautifully constructed, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's beauty is in how it moves. And yeah. I do think that less is more when it comes to weddings, but I think I people agree. think the exact opposite, <laughs> which is why sure. I think people sure. spend, you know, $35,000 on a wedding and right. on debt and going broke. But I think that this is yeah. this pause button has, that's been, you know, sort of pushed on us has allowed mm-hmm. us to really step back and say, um, what are really the most important elements of, of this day? What does it really mean? How do I really want to feel? Uh, right, exactly. And, and I think that even if you scale back in terms of guests, mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to scale back in terms of design and experience no. and, the, and, and the specialties that you're going to give to your, to your guests that are part mm-hmm. of the day for you. And, you know, as a planner, I know I've, I've spoken to many other planners on, on the podcast and they love it that when there's enough budget to really um, dig deeper into those personalizations, right? And those unique exactly. elements that no one else is going to have at their wedding. Totally, totally, yeah. totally. My, my life's motto is details aren't the details, they are the design, right? Mm, yeah. So I love the fact that now we could add all those special touches and that wow factor. Mm-hmm. It's details and it's the design yeah. that makes the day. Yeah. And again, Couples are now forced to do this, but on the flip side, it's a good thing. Yeah. Because now you could put that budget towards giving your guests the best experience you can Mm -hmm. for your wedding. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I agree. I think that's going to be something that we see um, stay popular for years to come. And um, let me ask you this question. Have you okay. had any couples that have talked to you or are planning multiple like different like parties uh, and um, like they're going to have a really mm-hmm. small wedding, but then they'll have a big party with all of their friends, you know, four months from now, or they're just going to kind of do a series of mini celebrations. Has anyone expressed an interest in that? Because that's something else that I think is going to be trending is they're going to yeah. do- 
spread out the amount of celebrations they have throughout the time that they're engaged. Yeah, multiple parties definitely is, is going to be a thing as well, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, we did one of our couples who did be their backyard wedding, actually. There was only about six. They only had about six people there. Mm -hmm. So we did book their reception for um, the later part of next year. That's great. So That's yeah, great. so I, I'm definitely seeing that. I'm definitely getting inquiries, more inquiries on that as well, which I find very interesting. And I, I think it, it's it's good. You could still have your day, although it may look different, yep. but you're still having your day, but just with a smaller group. And then it's okay to have your reception or have that fun party later on. But mm -hmm. yes, I definitely have seen that more so now. You know, I get excited about that because instantly my head goes to, ooh, I can wear more than one dress. Oh, I love <laughs> like it. Immediately I go to fashion. I'm it. like, wow, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> if we're going to have three <laughs> celebrations, it means I get three dresses. And they don't all have to be extravagant wedding gowns, but there is sort right. of a fun factor in knowing that you're going to be bringing special people up, you know, in your life together in mm -hmm. different types of, of um, gatherings, you know? So Definitely. there's ways to really make it exciting. Definitely. We're going to pause for a short commercial break. You've been listening to Happily Altered After, sponsored by Travelling to Give. For more information about our smart event tools that give back with each trip, visit travelingtogive.com. Welcome back. So you are in a probably the largest metropolitan wedding <laughs> <laughs> mecca. Yes in the country uh, and i am in a smaller market uh, you know i'm in virginia beach so what what are some of the planning challenges for brides that are getting married in a in a larger metropolitan area um that a bride where i live or in a rural area or a smaller you know quaint town you know on cape cod what are some of the challenges that that bride faces that these other brides will not face um well for starters there's a lot of competition mm -hmm. Right, so we are, unfortunately, as planners, we're in an oversaturated mm -hmm. market, right? So for a couple, for example, who had a planner and they, had, they were forced to reschedule, and let's say that planner is now no longer available for their new date, so now they're left with finding another planner. Yeah. So now in New York, everyone's a planner. <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel everyone and their grandma is, is a planner. <laughs> and, um, so first having first for the couple, I'm sure it could be a bit frustrating kind of sifting right through all the planners and yeah. trying to find one. But also once you find one, are, is this planner available? right this, are, are they available are they also booked because mm -hmm. again next year everyone seems to be everyone's calendar seems to be filled right yeah. so i think one of the one of the, the big the bigger challenges because again i'm all about a couple i'm a little biased like i said but i'm definitely I'm, I, I push for couples to hire a planner mm -hmm. or if not on a full-time or or, or part-time at least if they could find do hourly consulting something they just need someone to help guide them yeah. um but to go back to your question 
it's hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's hard here in New York, it, not just for couples, but also for us, us vendors, right? So um, I think it, it, for couples, it, it just takes them to just do their best in sifting through everyone and finding their top three. I always suggest finding their top three oh, that's um, great. planners and, and, and vendors mm -hmm. and kind of just going from there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they could obviously find someone if they do it in that way. Right. Um, it might be less frustrating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, because you don't want to have your heart set on one one vendor and then know that you can't have them and then you have exactly. to start all over again. Exactly. Uh, do our engagement timelines longer in major cities? Like I know the average engagement nationwide is 16 months, but do you, what, what's the average engagement turnaround for you and your clients? For me, what I've seen, honestly, eight months. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen eight months because I think the unknown right now, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of this. It's the unknown. Right. So folks are just more eager mm -hmm. now more than ever, I feel, to get married. Right. So right. folks are getting engaged and, you know, I'm booking clients and they're saying, okay, let's do something as close as, you know, February. And I'm like, right. oh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, let's do this then. The longer you stay engaged, the longer, the more you open the door to things happening. <laughs> to right. things going wrong. So, That's you know, true. now that we've all lived and are still living through a pandemic, I, I right. think you make a really great point. The, yeah. the mentality may shift to, we love each other. I just put mm -hmm. a ring on it. Let's plan this thing <laughs> down the aisle. Right. Yeah. Like totally. why prolong it 16 months or 24 months? Cause who knows what's going to, what, what are we going to be hit with 16 months from now? Yeah. Or what's 24 next? months from now. Right. If you yeah. see a window that's safe, you should just lock and load and like get down the aisle. So I, that's exactly. a great point. I think it'll be interesting to see that trend, you know, once we yeah. start come around the bend of this if we see people getting engaged and then their their wedding happening soon after that to me that would totally. be the smart thing to do um, i agree and and i've always been a big proponent of shorter engagements because yes. again i think you you're you're shrinking the stress window <laughs> totally shrinking totally. the amount of things that could possibly go wrong um you know and and sending yourself into a tailspin For i was sure. uh reading um an article this morning uh, it was an interview with a bride, this poor woman, and she's in New York City, has had to cancel. She's now on her third date <laughs> oh, uh, goodness, for her, her family. And they have issues because he's uh, British and lives in England and she's in New mm -hmm. York. So there's visa issues. So they've had all of these you know, things come up. Okay. And But at the end of it, she said, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be about eight people <laughs> and oh my of us and we're going to be down by the Hudson River somewhere. But she said, I, I chuckle at mm -hmm. how stressed I got about the dang bridesmaids dresses. <laughs> like I spent months and months mm -hmm. just, you know, pining over the bridesmaids dresses. And I look back now and I'm like, it was not even worth it. Like, it's just no. not worth it. What's what, what really matters is the two of us and just, yep. you know, being able to exchange our vows and, you know, say that we're, we're starting this life together. And that's so true. And I, again, I think yeah. it's, it's when you are um, faced with uh, adversity in any situation, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I think it changes your perspective 
you know, Definitely. but certainly when you choose to plan in a shorter amount of time, you know, again, you're decreasing, I think that level of stress and the issues that can, that can happen, you know, when absolutely. Um, with that said, what are the details that you think are most overlooked? Like if, if, a, if a couple, God forbid, did not hire a wedding planner, <laughs> mm -hmm, what, mm -hmm. what are the things that, that you think couples just, they don't take into consideration, they miss it. And then it does cause the stress to kick in right before the wedding. Okay. Well, especially during this time of, of you know, dealing with the, the pandemic, right? I think one of the things that I have seen is that I think is so important, embrace technology. <laughs> Use it to your advantage. I say this because we now have perfect example, just to give you an example. We have this cool advantage to even book a venue. Maya, I didn't think this could ever be possible, <laughs> but to book a venue tour online, you can invite mom, Mm -hmm. You can invite grandma to participate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you could meet with potential vendors over Zoom. Yep. Now is the time. Take advantage of the time mm -hmm. that you're home and do the things that you could do to prep while you're home. Yeah. And Absolutely. also, too, it helps you get excited again. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of couples out there, and I don't blame them, that are down. They're yeah, down about absolutely. all of this, right? So mm -hmm. do your best in making it exciting. You're yep. st you're, you're, you still have a wedding to plan. Right. It's just going to look a little different. Yeah. So my number one thing right now is start embracing. Some people are afraid of it for whatever reason, mm -hmm. but just embrace it. I yep. feel that everyone now is more relaxed on video meetings, right? Yes. <laughs> like, you can really connect in a way that hasn't been possible mm -hmm. before. Yep. And for someone like yourself, you could relate. Like now you could take advantage of at-home try-on services mm -hmm. for your dress, right? Yep. Like Absolutely. it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And right? virtual bridal yeah. appointments. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's um, uh, you know, so many stores that are doing that. And, and the, again, having a sample shipped to you to try on is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're working on a technology for eWedded that a couple of other uh, designers have already started doing. Um, I know Amsala is doing it where you can actually upload a picture of yourself and then you can see what the garment looks like on you just by uploading your picture. Yes. It's so awesome. Like I it's just, it. you know, I, I think that, uh, you did the companies that have innovated yeah. <laughs> during this, um, you know, health crisis are a going to be here for the long haul, but have now really like stepped outside of the box to bring the experience literally to a couple's doorstep, literally to they didn't have to leave their house. Nope. It's amazing. I mean, obviously we don't want to lose human connection. We don't want to lose that. Uh, but you don't have to go to every appointment. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. the, a lot of the stress is that it's appointments back to back to back to back and meeting vendors over and over again. Uh, Zoom and you know, any other meeting platform is to me, I think like a godsend for yeah. couples that are in the process of planning their wedding or really anyone planning any major event, you know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's lovely. I think that, uh, you know, the, the, 
the pandemic has certainly changed the way that we're doing business. And I think a lot of it is for, for the good, you know, I really do. And I think that, um, not to get off subject, but I think there's, there's a real opportunity here for people to be able to impart some stronger balance between business and personal life mm -hmm. if they have the a ability to work from home or b you know be able to have those meetings in the comfort of their living room as opposed to be getting behind the wheel of their car and having to drive from point a to point b and then point b back to point it's just it's crazy it's crazy yeah. so talk about time efficiency right saving so yeah. much time i think stress and money overall i mean i think it's i think we do have to see the upside in this and for couples Absolutely. you know yeah Absolutely. so uh, okay we're gonna switch gears for a second sure. um what are some of the you know new york is always like i feel like light years ahead <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, at least where I live in terms of what is trending and what's, you know, hot um, uh -huh. in, in many, in many sectors, but certainly in weddings. So what are some of the trends that other than, you know, mini monies and micro weddings <laughs> that have been forced upon us, what are some other wedding trends that you just really love um, uh -huh. that inspire you uh, that are, you know, again, you're just seeing over and over. One wedding trend that, oh, that's a great question. One wedding trend that I absolutely love is the mixture of tables at a reception. So instead of those boring, you know, 10 rounds yeah. <laughs> or like those long farmhouse tables, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've noticed that people are now opting for a more artful setting. Okay. Um, like like the, um, the winding tables that's mm -hmm. shaped like an S, I, yes. I am all for it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yep. I feel that it adds that extra element to your reception yeah. and I you know I've also seen people um, configure those long rectangular tables into a fun design like an X mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool oh, that's like, kind of yeah. cool yeah be really cool that. I've yeah. totally seen that and mm -hmm. I, I I'm all for it I love it I think again it just adds that extra element yeah. and it's it's a great conversation piece too i've noticed like i've done the winding tables before and i feel like once your guests step into a room and see that mm -hmm. with all the other decor and you know the flowers and the lighting it's really cool yeah. <laughs> it's really cool to see so that's definitely another trend that i am all for and that i absolutely enjoy and i really do try to encourage um, my couples to do something funky, to do something yeah, different, absolutely. you know, step outside the box a bit. Well, and it, you know, I think it's, it does provide that. I had a conversation with a pre uh, with another, um, wedding planner on a, a previous interview and you sort of, I think summed up what she said too, is that a, it provides like a real wow factor for your guests. Like they're going into some really like tangible experience, right? It's transformative totally. for them. Um, but it also talk about the personalizations. You know, she was like, yeah. I have gotten to the point with some of my couples where it's like we are designing the inside of their house. Like, it's, you almost yeah. would think that we're interior designers because totally. the design piece of it has just really blossomed. And, yeah. um, you know, it kind of like the sky is the limit. Yeah, totally. You know? So, Absolutely. I think that's really cool. Um, okay, so aside from, of course, your services and, <laughs> and uh, I would say the dress. Uh, Speaking reception only, what is okay. one design element that you think is a must-have for couples? Because you know, not everybody can afford everything mm -hmm. <laughs> that that could happen during your reception. Mm -hmm. um, so, what is the one thing that you think 
as far as design goes is mm -hmm. I will say flowers mm -hmm. if nothing else definitely flowers and you know I have come across some brides that weren't into flowers. Mm -hmm. So if you're not into flowers, that's okay. Yeah. Add a special lighting element. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel whether it's tea lights or candles, setting the mood, setting the mm -hmm. tone of the space with just candles, if you're not into flowers is unbelievable. Yeah. I think it, it's, it's, if you're on a budget, I feel it's a great way to add that wow factor without breaking the bank. Yes. If that's fair to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think, I think that, um, I think everything that you just said, whether it's candles, flowers, or lighting, those to me, I feel like really do set the mood of, mm -hmm. of what you're trying to achieve, right? So how do you, how do you want to feel? How do you want your guests to feel? Um, you know, even chandeliers, like I've seen a lot of different yeah. like hanging chandelier installations mm -hmm. that are just super, super cool. Um, and there's so much that you can do with lighting today. That it's oh, really, yeah. I mean, it's just an unbelievable how far lighting has, <laughs> has come. And I think I that's agree. a great, area to focus on if florals are not really your thing, your thing. you know, yeah. and, and that's the great thing about weddings today is that you can follow your heart, you know, you don't have to totally. do what, what, just because you love it doesn't mean that, that somebody else has to love it. Right. So the idea right. is that, that, that a couple is really, um, evoking who they are, what's special to them. So, right. You don't awesome. always have to stay on trend. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to stay on trend. It's your day. That's right. Do whatever you want. That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I feel like an event that probably shouldn't be as stressful because it really is about making it your own and who you are has right. actually become more stressful. But I think yeah. it's because of the price tag. I really think the, pr yes. the price tag is, is what, what dictates that. But, you know, I think about like when my parents got married in the 60s, like, and the, they totally went against tradition, but that was rare. Mm. You didn't go against tradition in the 60s. Of course. Of you were, course. You were that's cool. true. You know what rebel. I mean? So, a rebel. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Um, okay. So, uh, any, pet peeves or like bridal no-no are there things that you just see over and over again that you're like seriously did are, are, did i just witness that <laughs> or, pet, um, good, uh, i would well is, i would say going back to what you said earlier i would love to see more weddings unapologetically all about the couple mm, yeah. so whether that means a smaller guest list or yeah going against other wedding trends on Instagram, yeah. <laughs> you know, like having your day your way. Yeah. Absolutely. You know that, I think that last part just sounded maybe a little cheesy, but <laughs> no, but <laughs> having, so true. Yeah, yeah. Like I really try my best to reemphasize that our couples can and should keep the focus on themselves yeah. in lieu of pressures that sometimes come from, their family or even social media, sure, right? Absolutely. So mm -hmm. I believe all couples should be just focused on whatever they yeah. want absolutely. and infuse, just infuse your unique mm -hmm. love story, yeah. history, the, t the taste into your, into their wedding. Yeah. Absolutely. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes, for, to me it makes yeah. sense. Yes, yeah. I love that that um, you feel the same way. I think that yeah. that is so key, and I think that when people tend to get stressed 
and I, this would be the advice that I would give to anyone who's listening to this particular episode, when you really feel like the walls are caving in or the floor is going to fall out from underneath you, that's when you need to step back, you and your okay. fiance, step out of the planning, stop, plan, stop, just stop everything, step yeah. back, realign with your soon-to-be spouse, and think long and hard about whether or not you're going down the path that celebrates the two of you and who you are, or you're going down the path of appeasement. I agree. Right? Because you don't want to look back, no matter what the price tag was, and say, that was not really my wedding or our wedding. I did that wedding for my mother or for my friend, or, or I was influenced by social media or some celebrity or whatever it is. That I often feel like sometimes the stress comes and it's undue stress because there's this perception that they feel like they have to achieve. Exactly. Right? So exactly. yeah, no, I think that's a really, really great well said. Yep. Um, So you, oh, one of the things that I love in your voice is <laughs> you can tell how passionate you are about this yeah. industry. Um, and we just dove right into our conversation <laughs> when we <laughs> yes. started. So I want to back up a little bit and just um, sure. share with our listeners, you know, how you got started um, in the business and, sure. uh, you know, what, what propelled you to go step out in faith and open your own business and, um, you know, what that has meant for you and for your, for your customers. Sure. Sure. Well, yeah. So yeah, I've been in the wedding and events industry for oof, over 10 years now. Yes. For over 10 years now. And I also have a background in corporate planning. Mm -hmm. I actually started in corporate planning as an events manager doing conferences for upwards of oof, maybe a thousand or so people. Um, and in doing that, I quickly realized that I wanted to create a more personalized experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not to say you can't have that doing a conference, but for me, I didn't feel that connection yeah. to people as much as I did when I did wedding planning on the side back then. Yeah. Um, and then now fast forward and I decided, you know what, I want to do this on a regular basis. <laughs> I no longer want to do events and, you know, deal with conference, stuffy conference rooms all day. And I wanted to just jump in and just foster more of that client relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's how Sugar Rose events started. And, and with us, I, we tried to help foster an enjoyable and stress-free <laughs> experience for mm -hmm. our clients. Mm -hmm. And that is what's super important to me. And that's, the main reason why I got in this business because I love people. Yeah. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I love people. I love getting to know couple stories and just hearing about how they met and, mm -hmm. and, and going through the details of what they want for their day. I love that process. Yeah. And it's funny because it definitely started at a young, young age. I would mm -hmm. say when I was about, let's say 13 years old, um, I had a cousin who was much, way much older than I was, and he was getting married. And I remember, at, even at that young age, I remember telling him 
what to do, how to do it, <laughs> how, you know, where he should have it. You know, I'm like, Oh, I, I, yeah. I saw this on TV. I saw this venue and I, they look great. Or he would tell me like, Oh no, we're doing it here. I'm like, well, I don't think that would be a good idea because on this commercial, cause I didn't really, I didn't, I couldn't get on the, I couldn't get on the, on the computer right. <laughs> back then. Oh. So it was all about like TV commercials and ads. Um, but I always referenced ads and things like that. And he was like, I think you're going to to be a planner or something. Mm -hmm. I think you're just going to end up planning things. Like he just said things. Yeah. I, said, I don't, I don't know, but I'm telling you, you shouldn't have your wedding at that venue. You, and you don't are a visionary. Yes. At a very young age. <laughs> at a very young age. So, it, and then now fast forward and here we are. So, so the name just, Sugar yeah. Rose Events, where, where did that come from? I love it. I think it, it rolls off oh, the very you. nicely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, it's a, it's a, funny story actually so in the midst of planning my own wedding because of course I planned my, my wedding mm -hmm. um, naturally um, my fiance and I um, went to our cake tasting and I was very adamant on having a rose on my cake it was just mm -hmm. a, a plain white buttercream cake with a nice red rose mm -hmm. on the cake mm -hmm. so our baker showed us sketches of different cakes. And um, then she said, oh yes, we're going to have this two-tiered cake and it's gonna be you know, nice with clean lines and buttercream. And then we're gonna have this big, beautiful red sugar rose. And then my fiance then touches my face and in, we're in the bakery, mind you. And there's like 20 people in the bakery and he touches my face and says, Oh, sweetie, you're my sugar rose. Oh. <laughs> so from there, that's kind of where <laughs> sugar rose events came from. Because that, so ever since then, he's been calling me his sugar rose. He's like, oh, you're I my sugar that. rose, and I thought, oh, that's so sweet. And then well, everyone in just, the bakery, yeah, started clapping. That's and, so great. Yeah, so that Packed was a cute sentiment. little moment. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was our moment. Oh, that's so <laughs> wonderful. And look at now, all these years later, you've been able to turn it into a business, and so yes. I think that. Yes, I'm very happy. I'm proud of it. That's great. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap it up here. Is there oh. anything else that I know it flew by, didn't it? Wow. Uh, I know. When you have a great <laughs> conversation, so it goes back. <laughs> well, you'll have to come back on another time. Oh, you know, yes, we'll, we'll, definitely. We'll, we'll get you back on like when we're, you know, eight months past pandemic. Yes. And, and yes. see if all the things that we're talking about today are still, <laughs> yes, you know, are we'll they still see. trending? Are they still trending? <laughs> totally. Uh, totally. But is there is there anything else you want to add uh, mm -hmm. that I haven't touched on, um, or and how can people find you? Sure. Well, I guess my nugget <laughs> I would mm, say yes. would be to couples: please keep your eye on the prize. Mm -hmm. It's it's not just about the wedding day. It's about creating a foundation and having a good, healthy marriage. Yes. Right. So. There, there might be some things you will disagree on during the planning process. They, 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 that will happen. Yeah, but absolutely. what matters the most is your commitment, right, to one yeah. another. And not letting the stresses of pleasing your friends and family mm -hmm. come between you and your fiance. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, such that, great yeah. advice. Yeah, I, I think really that's important. Is. Yeah, that's definitely absolutely. very important. Um, and where to find me. Um, so my website is sugarroseevents.com. You could also find me on Instagram at sugarrose with two R's events. 
and I'm also on Facebook. Awesome. Fabulous. Well, I, I just have to say this. If you're in the New York area, you should hire Christine and her company. Um, <laughs> you know, you. I, again, your voice just oozes passion. You can tell oh, that not only you. are you passionate, but you're really knowledgeable. Um, and you. it sounds like you have a creative flair too, which is just an added bonus. So I think that your couples are so lucky to have you. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Mark. And I look thank forward you, to staying you. in touch with you and watching both of our companies grow. Oh, yes. Side, so. I love that. I mean, and congratulations on your book. Thank you. I can't wait. Thank I'm you. excited. I'm, I will send I'm you a copy. Excited. Thank you. Please. Yeah, it's, it's, a great, it's a great book. Not only is it a great book for planning couples, particularly the bride, because it really is about having her have the best shopping experience ever, but yes. it's also a great book for planners and for parents because it, it does, and really any other wedding professional. I talk a lot about etiquette and mm. the relationship what the relationship is supposed to be like yeah, <laughs> between sure. you know planning couples and their vendors and you know it's 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 um there's you, you use the word nuggets of wisdom and i always use that too there's some really great great planning information in the book but it's also a very stark and bold narrative about this is the relationship that you are forging with the people that you are bringing in to help you plan your very special day and there's there's a level of of respect that needs absolutely to, to come <laughs> with that absolutely and it, and it runs it. both ways so absolutely. i'm excited to get it out there it's um i think it's taken me as long to write it and get it published as it does for most people to plan their wedding so <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. That's fine. This is your baby. Exactly. It's totally fine. That is exactly right. That is exactly right. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christine, and we will stay in touch. Yes. Thank you for having me, Absolutely. Maya. Have a, Have a good afternoon. one. Thanks. You too. You've been listening to Happily Altered After, unique perspectives on the road to wedded bliss with your host, Maya Holahan.